mean, you've been putting in work for so long. Putting a lot of work. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Putting In Work, episode 50, Mailbag. It's here. Today's the day. I'm John O'Peck, and we're celebrating 50 episodes today because this is what you guys wanted. I put out a poll a couple months ago about if you wanted a special guest or a mailbag. This episode is a result of that. But joining me is my beautiful wife, Hannah, who's going to be sifting through the mail right here with me. How you doing, Han? Yeah, a bit nervous. <laughs> You'll be right. We've got our little dog, Indy, here to keep us company. So if you hear him rustling around, he's just here to keep Hannah from stressing out too much. <laughs> this is Hannah's podcast debut, so... Thank you very much for joining me. Let's kick off some questions. Sure. So first up, we have Drew Agnew who asked, what have you learned since starting the podcast and has your vision for the show changed? Congratulations on 50 episodes. Wow, you have a lovely reading voice, huh? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Drew. Thank you very much. And thank you for being a listener. What have I learned? Gosh, I've learned a lot. I've learned that people love to talk about themselves. That's why we're doing this mailbag, I guess. (laughs) And I've learned that almost everyone has a similar, similar advice, which is, I guess, to just go out there and do it, whether it's writing or recording or some kind of artistry. That's usually what comes back when I ask that question. How's my vision changed? It's changed a little because it started off in some ways to my detriment with probably my biggest guest that I'll ever get, which is Greg Miller from Kind of Funny. And that was great because it brought in a big audience from the start, but also I've been trying to live up to that level of guest quality and that's been really difficult week after week. But I think I've kind of adjusted on the fly and accepted that not everyone's going to be a huge name, but that doesn't mean that their story isn't something that people will enjoy hearing and learn something from. So that's probably the main thing. That's great. Next question, we have the first one of many questions from Mark Freeman, who asks, who do you think is the person that most exemplifies putting in work and succeeding? It's putting in work, but yeah, sure. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, babe. (laughs) Who's the Uh, From people that I've interviewed, it's probably Tim Geddes, again, episode two, but he's a guy that he didn't have like an easy childhood or like an easy ride to the career that he ended up in. He had to work really hard to get there. He didn't have contacts that made a way for him. I guess he didn't even really know what he wanted to do. The job that he wanted didn't exist, but he knew what he enjoyed and he worked on that. He learned the craft of internet videos and he just grinded in every way he could to get to IGN and then to start kind of funny and craft that into what it is now, which is a great source of entertainment for hundreds of thousands of people, which... I really respect because one of the one of the things we talked about was the idea that he'd jumped in on Greg Miller and Colin Moriarty's coattails, but in reality that was so far from the truth. And go back to episode two if you want to hear more about that one. Wonderful. Now we have Brendan White from Eight Bit. Shout out to Eight Bit. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite question and response from a guest so far. Hmm. The, oh, the favorite the question that I love to ask is, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Because it's kind of, I think it's a, a question that people have never, often never been asked before. My favorite answer, I probably should have thought about this before I sat down to record, but I mean, I always love when people are already doing what they want to do. That's always encouraging and inspiring, but there's been some funny answers to that. I think Henrik, the 
game developer from Garden Between said he'd, he'd go to space. That was pretty funny. Yeah, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan also wants to know, who would be your dream guest and why? This is a question that was recently asked on Talking Tactless with Sam Kingler. That's yet to be released as of recording, but I think it will be coming soon. And the answer that I gave him was Chuck Klosterman because Chuck is my favorite author. Uh, he's my favorite writer in general. He's a pop culture analyst who's been inspiring me to write for years. And what can I say about Chuck? Jono's currently checking out all of his books on <laughs> <Yeah>. his shelf, <laughs> trying to figure out what else to say about yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, he's just such an amazing mind to me. Like the way he thinks, the way he can express the ideas that he's come up with and question things. His feature articles and interviews are always really insightful and find something that you'd never considered about a person. Every time I've ever heard him on a podcast, he's been fascinating. He is the dream guest and one day I'll get the stones to invite him on the show, but we'll see how that goes. Here's one from Bronson Fiore. Nice name. Mm, does sound cool. Just can't quite say it properly. <laughs> Will you be a guest on Unscripted Access on thegameraccess.com? I will, indeed. I love being guests on other shows. And Bronson, hit me up, slide in the DMs, at Johnny himself on Twitter. Let me know what you want to do. Hmm. And here's one that I sent in a while ago. <laughs> Johnny originally said I wasn't allowed to contribute, but looks like it's made the list. Yeah. Uh, what is your inspiration for putting in work and what has been your highlight so far? inspiration well I guess the guests that I get on here are my inspiration I love to talk to people who are doing cool stuff because you know I'm trying to do cool stuff so hearing their perspective on what they do is always helpful but it's also interesting and uh, I guess the people who the people who listen to it as well and give me feedback that they've enjoyed it that's one of the things that inspires me to keep going so the highlight so far definitely be the opportunity I had at RTX to start with Greg and Tim from kind of funny that was really what inspired the show to begin as well because I had a media pass to this convention I didn't have any website I was writing for at the time I thought hey I love podcasting maybe I could do a bunch of episodes where I talked cool people that I know after kickstarting it with some interest from these huge names of kind of funny and it's just kind of carried on since then it's been been really fun um josh brant from life of gaming podcast how do you keep your motivation and what drives you to continue doing the show hmm. thanks for that josh great podcast life of gaming thanks for having me on the show last year uh how do i keep my motivation well like i've mentioned the people who interact with me and tell me that they've listened or enjoyed it or suggest guests that they want to hear from that always motivates me and and recently I've, I've i've really got a kick out of people kind of being surprised that i've invited them on the show like they actually feel it's some kind of badge of honor to make it onto putting in work that sounds kind of funny to say but it's if more than one person has said it i feel like i can talk about it as a thing but yeah people seem to enjoy what it means to be invited on the show and that's really something that motivates me to keep doing it the fact that the guests enjoy it the fact that i enjoy making it myself and people seem to enjoy listening so yeah wonderful zoe riley asks 
What has been the most unexpected challenge or aspect of your venture? Probably just editing. Like I recently cleaned up my computer and it's made editing a lot quicker. (laughs) Uh, It's a crappy old laptop that I probably should upgrade. But yeah, the the time I've spent editing to make it a better show, like to cut out the silence and the ums and the ahs and make myself and my guests sound as intelligent as possible. That's been something I've taken on to make the show as good as possible. And the most challenging thing, it wasn't unexpected, but it's just working out the time frames and time zones because I've interviewed way more international guests than I expected at the start. Um, and I almost enjoy more doing it by distance than in person because like the sound quality usually turns out being better. Most of my best interviews have had bad audio because they've been at conventions or whatever, or over like Skype and John Safran and that kind of thing. But have I answered that question? Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Uh, another one from Mark Freeman. If you could have the money as much as you needed to start anything, but had no guarantee of success, <laughs> what do you think it would be and why? He's flipped my question around kind of, uh, no guarantee of success. But as much money as you needed. Probably, I'd probably just quit my job and do this more. I would do video. I would set up a studio. I would do it as a, I guess, as a, a video interview podcast as well. And just write, I would self-publish more books and put as much marketing behind it as I could because that's a huge barrier to reaching people. I think with a book is like you've written it, but then people need to find out about it somehow besides just randomly coming across it. So that's probably what I'd do. Mm, you should buy a house with a room so that I get the house yeah. and you get the studio. <laughs> well, I did say I'd then build a studio. Happy. So yeah, <laughs> throw in a house with that as well. <laughs> Ryan Betson from the pop culturists. Yes. Wants to know, was it harder than expected getting guests? It's probably been a little easier than I expected in some ways. Like, yes, sometimes guests that I reach out to don't become guests because they don't reply. But it's, it is surprising the amount of people who are keen to do a podcast with someone they've never heard of. It's been surprising. Especially, you know, people like Mega Ran or Danny Mac from Hill Kick or people that aren't necessarily in the community that I'm in. The John Safran one was a huge surprise just because he happened to be promoting a book around the time that I reached out to his people. I didn't know about that book coming out soon, so that was kind of just dumb luck. Dane Peavy wants to know, who's your dream guest to interview? I feel like you've already answered that with Chuck Klosterman. Um, If you could access anyone currently alive, is there any other dream guests that you think that you'd love to interview? Um, Yeah, I'd love to... Oh, there's so many, like Colin Moriarty, formerly from Kind of Funny, now Colin's Last Stand, that'd be great. Lee Ellis from The Starters is one that I've been trying to get onto. I'd love to talk to some athletes. That would be pretty cool. They're not creative, but they've certainly put in a lot of work. They had, I think they've got a lot of PR hoops to jump through. But yeah, I also just want to talk to, like, like your dad would be fun to do a podcast with. He'd have no idea what's going on. He'd probably rabbit on like crazy but he's a farmer and I, I feel like talking to a farmer would be pretty fun for a show like this too what do you reckon mm, i reckon it'd be pretty funny <laughs> have to edit a lot out but yeah could be entertaining <laughs> yeah who else do i go on about you've already interviewed a lot of cool people you're pretty stoked this morning after your interview yeah <laughs> redacted <laughs>
Dane also wants to know, thanks for your questions, Dane. What is your two cents about hard work paying off applied to your own life experiences? Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, so if I was going to talk about the hard work I've put in, I guess it goes all the way back to like high school. I mean, a lot of people bummed around through year 12, but I feel like I really put my head down and worked hard. And it's not like you have to do well in school to do anything after that. But what I learned about applying myself was a good lesson. And I applied that same work ethic at uni where again, you don't have to get distinctions or anything to graduate, but I did my best there. And I I feel like I learned a lot about getting the the most out of what you're trying to do. And from there, I, I guess that helped me get work in journalism and all those thousands and thousands of interviews contributed towards what I'm doing now, even though I'm not a journalist anymore, I'm not working in news, but I feel like all the skills I picked up along the way through hard work of, you know, a lot of stuff that you don't enjoy about being a journalist, a lot of stories you don't want to have to write or places you don't want to have to go. But so yeah, there was a lot of grinding over those years. Journalism meant that I could try things like video editing and got my training in social media management and a whole bunch of stuff that's probably really helped me in a roundabout way with writing my book and marketing and publishing it and doing this podcast, which you wouldn't really have connected the dots at the time or even some people might not connect the dots now, but I think it's all been part of it. And it got me my blue tick on Twitter, which people often ask me about. (laughs) Dane's throwing one from left field. Uh, What's your favorite video game? Hmm. What's my favorite game? I don't know if you have a favorite. You have way too many games. (sighs) If I had... uh... I guess you could... Like your favourite of all time. I could cheat and say NBA 2K because I play it every year. But if it was just one game... Like, if you only had one game for the rest of your life and oh. you could never play anything else, what would it be? You can't, What's that one you you're playing right now where you kill everybody? <laughs> Grand Theft Auto yeah. 5. Yeah. Nah. I feel like my favourite game of all time is Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation 1. But if I, you wouldn't pick that as the only game to play mm. for the rest of your life. You're stuck on a desert the witch, island. The Witcher it's just 3. A video game. The Witcher 3 with the expansions. There you go, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dane. Michael Geisen, a friend from Warnable, wants to know what podcasts inspire you to put in the work? Hmm. Thanks, Mike. Uh, apart from. Mike. His name's not Mike. Mike Geisen. <laughs> Nobody calls him that. I call him Mike. All right. <laughs> His name's, not, his name's Michael. Okay. Who cares? All right. <laughs> uh, apart from Kind of Funny, who we've talked about earlier on the show, the starters are one. They started from like an apartment common room and they put in so much work day after day to put out a daily basketball show that now they're working for NBA TV. And that is amazing to me. They're literally rich. <laughs> My dog wants to play with... Indy wants to play with me, but um, I don't think it's a good time right now, Indy. We're going to have to pause. This is what happens when the dog sits in on the podcast. Okay, a podcast that inspired me to put in work. Kind of funny, starters. Pockets Full of Soup is one, uh, because Jared Petty started that, like me, just as one person with an idea that he wanted to do to bring in a different guest every week. And that's been somewhat of like a inspiration to the format of this show in that, you know, there's questions that I ask every week. There's a central message that I'm trying to portray with each one that's unique to that guest. So yeah, that's probably one to check out. Pockets Full of Soup, if you haven't heard it. But yeah, I mean, there's so many 
so many podcasts I listen to, but they're the ones when I think of people, you know, grinding and doing similar things to what I'm doing. Cool. Lots of people to look up to. Yep. Uh, Mark again. Which three historical or modern figures would you most like to host a dinner for or have a podcast with? Or you could have dinner and then podcast with. (laughs) Okay. So I mentioned Chuck. That would be great to have Chuck. Chuck Closterman. Jesus is the other one. I mean, the ultimate podcast guest, ultimate dinner guest, never going to run out of wine or fish or loaves. Uh, and the third person, Ricky Gervais, I think, because he's hilarious. He's also an atheist, so I'd love to see him and Chuck interacting with Jesus and <laughs> just the conversations that could take place would be pretty amazing. Yeah, I, w- I don't even know if I would talk. I would just probably sit there. Yeah, I think <laughs> I'd come to that dinner party too. <laughs> you, oh, you didn't make the list, so... Oh, um, whoops. Only three. Is it at my house? Yeah, you, you can... So I'm banished to the bedroom. Maybe you can, like, serve up the food. Is I think that... Jesus would come and find me in the house. He wouldn't know that I was there. Yeah. <laughs> Mark wants to know he's being cheeky, and he's asking, how's the saving going for Kind of Funny Life for? Hmm. The saving for Kind of Funny Life for is not going well. The saving for our next home purchase is going well, though. <laughs> I think that's the proper answer with Hannah in the room, would you say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we unfortunately won't be making it to the prom in San Francisco this year, but I wish everyone going a great time, and I'm sure it will be awesome. And John will probably be sulking at his phone. Yeah, I won't be I won't be happy that I'm missing out, but it is what it is. <laughs> 8bit.net every Friday from Australia Day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think this is from Mark again. So second last one. And it's not really a question, but he just wants you to say great things about me and how lucky you are. (laughs) It's not really a question, but talk about how you met (laughs) Hannah Peck and how lucky you are. Oh, great. (laughs) And he has nothing to say, folks. (laughs) No, I have plenty to say, but definitely did a whole episode about this with the Explosion Network that uh, if you want to hear it, Hit me up and I'll send you a link for the full story of how we met and what I love the most about you. But I guess in short, it would be that you let me do stuff like this, <laughs> podcasts and things that pull me away from you. And you're actually sitting down here against your will to <laughs> throw the questions at me as well. So I guess, yeah, you, you make me do things that I wouldn't do otherwise and vice versa. And I think that's kind of a cool thing about being married to someone mm. don't you think yeah we're very different but yeah it's good it works sometimes. it works <laughs> it works well yeah um and we met in, oh we met at church yeah, yeah in waterball at church so we've got the very last question here guys it's sent in from michael geisen and it's very unique i'm Mike. not sure if you've heard it before but mike wants to know <laughs> if you could choose to do one thing and know you wouldn't fail what would it be is that your impersonation of me yeah, something like that. If I could do anything. and I answered this question a number of episodes ago when Jack Cruz, my friend, guest hosted the show to interview me about Spine and Maven. And I think I said that I would go full-time writing books and working on putting in work as like a bigger website. But thinking about it now, I probably would prefer to do something 
larger than that, like writing films. But when I wrote The Spy and the Maven, it was because I wanted to write a movie script and I didn't know how. And that's what I felt like I could do. So I guess I would write and make The Spy and the Maven film. That would be awesome. Directed by Edgar Wright. That would be really cool. Is that a good enough answer for you? Yeah, that'll do. Great. Well, thanks for being my mailbag assistant. You've done a great job. Wasn't as difficult as you thought. It's good to have it over and done with. You're a podcaster now. <laughs> Clearly you can not. You quit nursing full time. Mm. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Uh, as always, I do appreciate those reviews and ratings in iTunes. Do you want to read the review of the week, Hannah? Oh, sure. Got my reading voice on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. All right. The review of the week goes out to Whammy Sammy. I've loved every episode I've listened to. Enlightening, entertaining, witty, and I can't wait for the next one. Sounds like you got a fan there, Jono. <laughs> they also say, awesome podcast. Thanks, Sammy. Whammy Sammy. And Hannah, what am I wearing today? Wow, he's got some sexy underwear. No, <laughs> let's be serious. Okay, he's got his putting in work merch. Which you can find at designbyhumans.com slash shop slash putting in work. It's a great way to support the show. Hannah, do you want people to find you on Twitter? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No thanks. You can follow me on Twitter at Jono himself. Thank you so much again for listening. The audience, as I mentioned, is a huge part of why I keep doing this. You really do make it fun. Uh, I wouldn't say you make it worthwhile because like, just the interviews in themselves make it worthwhile but you definitely make it a lot more rewarding and fun so thank you again and keep putting in work